Aloha and welcome to Amen Podcast, where we preach the good news of Jesus Christ and how it applies to everyday life. I'm Lokilani, your host, and I'm joined by my husband, Alex, who is preaching about taking Jesus by the hand. We're continuing our series in Matthew, looking at chapter 10, verses 40 through 42. I'll read the verses and then Alex will take it from there. Just want to say, if you want to check out uh, our merch, go to amenpodcast.com. If you want to support us uh, in any other ways, you can do all that at amenpodcast.com and make sure to subscribe and rate and review and all that stuff. Let's do it. We're in the ESV version today. Let's read. Whoever receives you receives me, and whoever receives me receives him who sent me. The one who receives a prophet because he is a prophet will receive a prophet's reward, and the one who receives a righteous person because he is a righteous person will receive a righteous person's reward. And whoever gives one of these little ones even a cup of cold water because he is a disciple, truly I say to you, he will by no means lose his reward. Amen. So in the eastern part of the world, people hold hands while on the train or going for a walk and they could be of the same sex. They could be, uh, I don't know, siblings. They could be, you know, in-laws. They could be friends. They could be married. They do it a lot just to show friendship, just to show oneness, just to show I'm here with you regardless of your gender, regardless of our age. I'm here with you, to spend time with you, to be united with you. And have we done that with the Lord? He calls himself our friend. And if he's our friend, that means we must take him by the hand. Are you holding hands with Jesus? Are you close with him? It's one thing to say that you've taken him into your heart, but if you haven't taken him by the hand, then you aren't really close to him. And maybe he's not really even in your heart. And so that's what we're talking about tonight. Um, or today, whenever you're listening to this, it's midday right now. And our kids are having a cheese board, which I saw on Instagram. And if you have kids, make a cheese board for them. It doesn't have to be like really crazy, like olives and stuff, but just like lunchable kind cheese board. They love it. And it helps try and snap snack time and podcast time. So in verse 40, uh, it says, he who receives you receives me. We're going to talk about three steps to take Jesus by the hand. Three steps. Number one, take. Number two, trade. Number three, tell. But number one, take. When Jesus tells the apostles that if people receive them, they will receive him and thus receive God. He's telling them, you guys are going to go out into the surrounding Jewish towns and villages, and you're going to preach to them. Some people are not going to like that because they're going to, they're not going to like the message that you preach because the message that you preach points to me as the Messiah. And they're not going to like the kind of Messiah that I am because the Messiah that I am doesn't meet the standard of which they thought the Messiah should be like. Jesus didn't come to overtake Rome and establish a Jewish kingdom on earth. He came to lay down his life to purify us and to establish his kingdom first in our hearts. In the future, he's going to establish the kingdom on earth. That's the second coming of the Messiah. But they didn't like this suffering servant, this sacrificial, humble servant that Jesus was. And they didn't like the message of having to let go of everything and to put him first. And so they're not going to receive the apostles' teaching. 
Um, some people aren't. Some people will. That's happening still today. How you and I got here is through the apostles' teaching. In this chapter, Jesus is giving authority to the apostles to teach about him to the Jewish people first. And then in Matthew 28, he sends them out to the entire world. You will be my witnesses, he says, uh, in Acts, in the book of Acts, the first two chapters, in Judea and Jerusalem and all the world. That's That commission was not just to the Jews, it was to everyone. And that's why you and I are here. And then the whole New Testament is written by uh, the apostles. You see John, you see Peter, you see Paul writing these letters. These letters teach us about the behavior of a Christian, the life of a Christian. These uh, letters reveal to us the Holy Spirit's work in our lives to help us point our others to Jesus. It reveals our purpose. Jesus is saying, those who receive you, apostles, and your teaching. He's talking to the 13 apostles. There are no other apostles. To be an apostle, you have to have met and been commissioned by the physical Lord Jesus. We know Judas left this group when he, de he uh, denied Jesus and, and moved away. And then Matthias took his place in the book of Acts. And then Paul was the last and final 13th apostle. They all met the physical Lord Jesus and were commissioned by the physical Lord Jesus for their work. And so there are no more apostles. If you're following people that call themselves apostles, they're lying. Taking the apostles' teaching into your heart is taking God by the hand. Read what Paul wrote. Read what Peter wrote. Read what John wrote. You cannot make this stuff up. When I became a Christian, I just felt inclined by the Holy Spirit just to read the New Testament. And I read it all quickly, just absorbed it. And I didn't even set out to do that. I just, some, some, the Holy Spirit put it on my heart just to read these books I'd never read. And they completely changed the way I saw the church. I saw the Holy Spirit. I saw Jesus. I saw myself mm -hmm. to receive, to take in, to receive means to take, to take the apostles teaching into your heart is taking God by the hand. You go from just him, just being in your heart, and in your head to him being in your hand, you being close to him and walking with him. Jesus acted this way. Jesus took people by the hand when he healed them so he could heal their heart. When we see Jesus teaching so many times in the New Testament, in the gospels, we see him grab people's hands, to take their hands, to pull them up, to raise them up. Now it's a spiritual thing. For Jesus to take you by the hand and to lift you is to heal your heart. I love the most beautiful picture of this, I think for me is the little girl who's 12 years old, dead. He touches her hand, raises her hand, and she gets up and she lives. He heals her. It's a gentle, kind touch. It's a taking of the hand. Jesus has done this to us. Have we done that back to him? Now point two, step two, to take Jesus by the hand is trade. In Matthew 10, 41, it says, you'll receive a prophet's reward if you receive a prophet as a prophet. Same for a righteous person. If you receive a righteous person as a righteous person, you'll receive a righteous person's reward. What Jesus is saying here to the apostles um, is that when you see anyone around you that is a prophet or a righteous person, a prophet is a spokesperson of God, a preacher, you know, someone who speaks on the behalf of God, in this text, in this context, you know, someone who is speaking God's word. When you receive someone as that, 
When you receive someone as a righteous person, to be righteous means to be in right standing with God, someone who trusts Jesus for their salvation. When you receive a person like that, meaning when you take a person into your heart like that, when you invite them in, when you're kind to them, when you befriend a person like that, he's saying taking the side of those hurt for their faith means trading places with them. All throughout the Old Testament, the prophets were killed for being spokespersons for God. Righteous people all throughout the New Testament, even to this day right now, are being persecuted and killed for claiming to be righteous, not through works, but through faith alone in Christ. Mm. Back then, this is this applied, and now it applies. Mm -hmm. What Jesus is saying is when you take the side of those who are hurt for their faith, it means you're trading places with them. To back then and now, to befriend a prophet, to befriend a righteous person, means I'm going to feel what you feel. I'm going to put myself in your, in your shoes. I'm going to allow people to throw stones at me because they're throwing stones at you, and I'm with you, and I believe in the same God that you believe in, and I stand with you. What you're saying is I'm trading places with you. This is a rare thing in Christianity, but it's a very valuable thing because when you see it happen, what you see is Jesus. Jesus trades places with us, does he not? Whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm not a prophet. I'm not a righteous person, but yet he still trades places with you. That's the good news. Jesus was the prophet, more than a prophet, the son of God, the righteous. Yet he traded places with you and I, the unrighteous. Not only were we not spokesperson, we couldn't hear God to begin with. We most certainly couldn't speak about God because of our unclean lips. Yet he trades places with us. If you believe in that, then you have no problem reaching out and befriending and standing with and trading places with those who call themselves believers in the Lord Jesus. To do that is a great thing because of step three, tell. It takes great sacrifice and shows great love to tell someone that what they mean to you. It takes great sacrifice. Mm -hmm. I took my son Amos on a date this week and we sat down at a bench in a garden at a golf course and I told him what he meant to me. And he was shaking his legs, he was twitching, he was looking all over the place, he was trying to smile uh, and he was so uncomfortable as I told him what he meant to me. Because it takes great sacrifice and it shows great love to tell someone that. And it's uncomfortable for us. But in verse 42, it says, whoever gives one of these little ones, and by little ones, he means disciples. So there's disciples present listening to Jesus commission the 12 apostles at this moment. It was the 12. Paul had not been called and uh, re regenerated and changed at this point. So he's talking to the apostles, but there's little ones behind Jesus. And the, he's telling the apostles, if anyone gives one of these little ones, little ones, because little ones means treated as less. And the disciples were going to be treated as little. The apostles were going to be treated as little. You and I are going to be treated as little. You and I are going to be seen as old school, as childlike, as immature because of what we believe. Oh, it's so immature that you would not believe that a woman's body is her own right to do whatever she wants with. That's so immature. That's so old school. We've really progressed past this. Come on. Come on. It's, we're going to be seen as little ones. Do you see what I'm saying? And then Jesus says, if you give them a cup of water in my name, 
you will not lose. You truly, truly, by no means will lose your reward. He's saying, I'm giving a double promise. Truly, by no means. That is a positive and a negative. Together, they make this double promise. You can take me as, at my word. You will receive a reward. If you just so much as give a little cup of water to one of my children, to one of my disciples. What he's saying here is this, to tell someone what they mean to you may seem as small as a cup of water, but it's one of the greatest acts of love you can give to someone in the kingdom of God. I can't tell you how many times this podcast has stopped until someone came up to us and said, hey, I listened to your podcast. Those couple words work miracles in our lives in Lokalani and I. Because it's so encouraging. That may seem as small and insignificant as an Eastern hospitality gesture of a cup of water. It may seem that small, but I love what Spurgeon says. Inside a cold cup of water is a great sea of warmth. That is what it does to someone. When you look at a Christian and say, hey, you know what? I'm glad you're here. I'm glad you made it one more day. It was so good to see you at church. How's your mom doing? How's your cat Jezebel doing? When you think of little things like that mm -hmm. and, and to say, I remember your cat's name. I don't know why you named it Jezebel. It's kind of weird, but I know your cat's name. I wonder how your cat is doing. That means a lot to people. Do you see what I'm saying? What you're saying is you're telling them what they mean to you. And that can be uncomfortable for you to do because it's sacrifice. You have to lay down what you mean to you for just a moment so you can mean something greater to someone else. That's hard to do. It takes courage. C.S. Lewis tells us in his book, Screwtape Letters, that courage encompasses all of the virtues. All of the fruits of the spirit find themselves in one act of courage, love, joy, peace, kindness, all this stuff, self-control, find itself in courage. When you have the courage to tell a fellow believer what they mean to you in so many words, what you're doing is you're showing that you have taken Jesus by the hand. Why? Because Jesus let others take his life to tell us how much he loves us. On the cross, we see him saying and telling the father, forgive them for they know not what they do. Jesus let others take his life to show us how much, to tell us how much he loves us. Jesus's life was taken into the hands of others so our hands could be taken by God. Don't you see what this means? To have the power to take, to trade, to tell, we have to see that Jesus's life was taken into the hands of others so our hands can be taken into the hands of God. As a Christian, that means you walk through this life hand in hand with God. I can't tell you how many times that we've been at the park and a loud dog has started yelling, yapping, barking, and my kids come and they hold my hand. All of a sudden that dog seems a lot smaller. Why? Because of whose hand they're holding. And the devil may bark as loud as he wants to bark, but we know his bark is much worse than his bite. 
He doesn't even have teeth anymore because of the cross and the resurrection. So let him bark. And as loud as it gets, remember whose hand you're holding. Because if you're holding God's hand, what you're hearing can't frighten you. What is stopping you from taking the Lord's hand? Have you let go? Is it time to reach out and grab his hand again? Do you hear the barking, barking of the world, of the flesh, of the enemy? And is it making you retreat? Or is it making you retake the Lord's hand again? Father, thank you for what you call us to. Thank you for how you're leading us. Thank you for holding our hand. Help us to hold even tighter. Lord, if we're holding your hand already, let us grip it even more. Squeeze it even more because you are with us. Let us interlock hands with you and walk through this life, knowing that we are safe next to you and in your hand. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen. This is the part of the episode called After the Amen, where we, we, where we ask you a question. We, we. <laughs> to help you apply this message to your life. Our question today is, are you taking Jesus by the hand? Are you taking Jesus by the hand? And I think this is so good. Um, I think I can definitely be holding tighter to his hand. And I love just the last point point um, of telling, like you said, of telling, um, you know, others what you mean, what they mean to you and just how like impactful that is. And um because I, Jesus has already taken the time to show and tell us how much we mean to him by dying on the cross the most humiliating way. Um, I just was convicted, like, I need to be spending way more time telling him what he means to me, not because it's going to earn his love or he's going to, like, think I'm a, you know, put me at the top of the list um, of Christians, but because at because like it's good for my heart and he deserves it. <laughs> he deserves our praises. He deserves, um, yeah, just our time of devotion um, to tell him who he is and what he means to us and not because he needs it to be God, like, but because he deserves it. And in turn, the more that I am spending time not only telling him the things that I need, but telling him just how great he is through prayer, um, that transforms my thoughts and my mind. And I am then able to tell other believers um, what they mean to me. And so, yeah, just like what I'm really getting from this is just the importance of like godly camaraderie, just of the kingdom of God and being uh, like united and having that brotherly, sisterly love. Um, and so, yeah, I think that I can be holding his hand tighter and just growing in further intimacy with the Lord. Um, I know that that's just what truly transforms us, you know? Yep. It's so true. And like what you're saying is like, we need to take him by the hand and grip that that hand tighter, you know, because mm -hmm. this is what people need. This people need mm -hmm. to take the Lord by the hand and how they feel that grip is through you and I, you know, yes. like what we do and 
Yes. And it starts like what you're saying by looking to him and, and telling him what he means to us, you know, because yeah. we remember how low we were yes. and how yes. like messed up we were and how he like that didn't stop him from taking us by the hand and yeah. trading places with us and telling us, you know, how much he means to us. Because that's the thing. Jesus is taking us by the hand, tells us how he's traded places with us. Yes. It's kind of crazy. Like yeah. he, his touch reveals how he feels about us. Mm-hmm. And so like remembering that, remembering you at the bottom, you know, and like, you know, Kanye West says, you know, from the bottom. So the only place to go is the top now. And that's what he's done with us. He's taken us from the bottom. He's traded the top spot with us. Mm-hmm. And I love that. And like, the more you think about that, the more you're going to have the power to take others by the hand you know, instead of make a fist, you'll make a, a palm. Yeah. And um, it's beautiful. So we love you guys. Thank you so much. We pray that you are blessed by this episode. And let us know, please. What was the question again? Are you taking Jesus by the hand? Yes. And we'll see you in the next one. Yes. Until then, go out and be the church. Amen.